Hello and thank you for listening to episode 283 of 60MW and the first Surprise Saturday show now that we've gone to a new release schedule of a Monday and a Thursday. Yes, now and again on a Saturday we will surprise you all with a bonus show. And even though I say so myself, what a great bonus show this is. I get to chat with Jordan Waller, the writer and star of the movie Two Heads Creek that was recently shown at Frightfest Festival and is released on digital and DVD by Signature Entertainment on September the 7th. The show is another one, another interview show that will be on our YouTube channel. So if you want to see Jordan and me, as always, tucked away in a little corner, uh, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe. Uh, it's always nice to see people watching the interview shows that are on there, as well as listening to them. Of course, the interviews on the YouTube channel don't have these wonderful intros and outros by myself. <laughs> this is the uh, little added bonus, is it, that you get by subscribing to our audio shows. So before I get into the chat with Jordan, let's have a little listen to the trailer for Two Heads Creek. As your older sister, you don't belong here. You're not a butcher. You can't butch. Just a minute. You are a completely useless human being. Piss off, man, to Poland. Oh. She loved us both as if we were her own. What does that mean? Because we weren't. This is our real mother. Mary Pierce, Two Heads Creek. Good eye, good eye. Our final destination in Australia. Two Heads Creek. You want to go to Two Heads Creek? It looks like this town is stuck in the 70s. There's something not quite right about this place, Anna. You're all gonna die! Well done, everyone. That was a drill, and you all did very well. We're looking for our mother, actually. She left us years ago. <laughs> Do you want to see anything wrong with these people? No, I just think they're Australian. You probably bastard! What did you say? <laughs> he likes you. These people have done something to our mother. And I will prove it. Well, there's no need to be a whining pussy about it. That's not enough! Impressive. No, I'm vegan. Please stop, you're going to anger the locals. Then let's anger them. Yeah! It's time for you to be leaving now. Water control, bitch! You curse the village. Nobody leaves the village. Now this is a knife. Who is she? She's our mother. This country is nothing worse than extended family. Was that her in the coffin? Yeah, no, no, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. Jordan, thank you so much uh, for giving me some of your time. I've, again, I've been very much looking forward to this, especially after having watched um, 
Two Heads Creek the other day. We've got a screen a link to it. I had my friend who saw it at Fright Fest. It was one of the most favourite films he'd seen there. He texted me and messaged me and said, oh, you're going to speak, be speaking to Jordan Waller. Tell him that I really love Two Heads Creek at Fright Fest. Oh, so, I love him. I love him. That's great. Tom, Tom said, thank you for a great film anyway. Tom, that's very sweet of him. For, for everybody listening, when this goes out as an audio show, for the people watching this as a video show, the first thing, of course, has got to be, for anybody that doesn't know, what is Two Heads Creek? Oh, God. Well, I've got to pitch, I've got to pitch the idea all over again. Go Steve. on. Uh, go on. Um, yeah, so it's about, um, it's a post-Brexit comedy horror about uh, a Polish butcher, a timid Polish butcher and his drama queen sister, who go out to track down their birth mother in uh, in this this slightly mad, big, racist village in the outback of Australia? <laughs> it's got, and you nail the comedy, you nail the 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 gore in it. I think it's a really good balance because it's a tricky balance to do. And what was it? Because um, as well as starring in it, you wrote it as well. What was it like writing it to sort of find that balance to go comedy? horror well i think i think it was always I, I think it was always more on the comedic side than it was on the horror side and i think that's something that me and jesse o'brien the uh the the director kind of really found um together as we were developing the script and i made sure that uh writing it that every scene was sort of structured around a joke or a gag to release the tension. Cause yeah. I think that's where comedy and horror are beautifully matched. Cause it's all about how you release tension. And that's sort of what we were, what we were trying to get. And I think we kind of, we, we, we gravitated more to the comedy side, the broad comedy side, um, as opposed to the, uh, as opposed to the horror. So it didn't have quite the, you know, it didn't have quite the, uh, uh, you know that nail biting thing so much, but it did have the big release of, um, of of tension, which is which is where the genre I think is 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 just perfect. Yeah, I mean, because there's some great standout scenes, and there's there's lots of blood flying around as well. Yeah, Christ, yeah, yeah. We had to. We, we were. <laughs> I mean, we were constantly covered in this. The face blood was very kind of nice and hypoallergenic, so we never got spots or anything like that. But the uh, the body blood was basically like honey and tar oh, no. and red food dye. And by the end, you'd be in this sort of sweltering Australian heat. You'd be attacked by kind of spiders who who were bigger than you. Do you know what I mean? It was really, it was just, and you'd go and have a shower afterwards, which which you just see the blood dripping at your feet and you think, God, what am I doing at 4 a.m., you know, in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> but it was good fun. I love that it was set in Australia as well. I've, I've got a deep affinity for Australia. I've never been, always wanted to go, but there's something about the Australians, the Australian culture, the language. Now, one of the things in the language is this, and I don't want to give any spoilers away for anybody that hasn't watched it yet, but there's a whole scene with the, yeah, nah, thing with the Australian <laughs> language. That's hilarious. So. Well, so like you, I'd never really been to Australia myself. I think I've got an aunt who who, who is uh, self-identifies as Australian now. And I went when I was two and I got um, diphtheria when I went out of there. So I hadn't got particularly oh, good no. uh, kind of, you know, prenatal memories of it, or postnatal memories of it. And uh, uh, I sat with 
an Australian phrase book from 1974 <laughs> in between my legs while I was writing it, and I wrote mostly in my pants. So that was the only thing, exposed, you know, kind of covering my penis for myself. Thank God I never look at that. And um, I just, I just, I just took back these amazing fra- these phrases, which meant absolutely nothing to me. And it was a nice English translation, like you know, bastard went off like a frog and a. Uh, like like a like a bride's nighty or something it means like he left quickly you know and 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 I just found all of these things so funny uh, so the language you're right is so rich um, and idiomatic because obviously uh, you know a lot of it is a lot of it has kind of Cockney roots um, in a way where it has a very similar uh, kind of uh, verbiage to Cockney uh, and 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 it was it was really fun playing around with it kind of you know uh, when it, when it, when i was writing the script anyway and then when i went out there a lot of australians were like christ how did you get the australian vernacular <laughs> so as i was this book you know uh, but uh, they they added more to it and they really brought i just think australian also is such a it's such a beautifully lyrical um, oh, yeah. you know accent and they they have such a way with words i mean yeah. The C word, I don't think I've ever heard the C word as much <laughs> in such a polite way. I don't know if I can say it on your you thing, can, but yeah, I mean, yeah. God, the amount, of, the amount of time somebody, ah, you doing your cunt? You know, it's just every, everyone was a cunt. And if things were cunts, I mean, this, this empty glass, and I, and I loved it. I just thought, well, how beautiful, because it's a lovely word, um, and they really do use it a lot. They do. And the whole outlook to life that they've got over there is great as well. They just don't give a shit about anything. It's, it's fine. Just get no, on with basically, it. Basically, I think because it's so hot and, and so nice and, you know, and, and, and they're, you know, they've got quite a good little society going on out there. I don't know how much more colonial I can sound in saying that. But, you know, they, they just they, they, they do have a good life out there and they do and they appreciate sort of the small pleasures. And I like that. And it was a really it was it was lovely to, to be welcomed into into that uh and make that my home for the kind of three months that we were staying there. There was little details in this as well that I loved. I, I always loved sort of going into the minutiae of films and looking in the background, oh, set dressing. Oh. I love set dressing. And even things, there was um, a neighbour's board game, which gave me a giggle that I saw. And the whole Castle Main <laughs> 4X thing sent me down a rabbit hole because I remember when it came out over here in the UK and was such a big thing and my dad buying it and going, look at this, look at this, this is the, the new beer. So seeing that back was... 4X came out in the UK? Eight, in 19, yeah, because the, the rabbit hole have gone down. It came out in 1984 over here, so I was 19. Mm. Uh, and then they lost the licensing in 2009, <laughs> and that's why I haven't seen it for over 10 years. So seeing it on screen again was like, it's Castlemaine 4X. <laughs> what an amazing thing. I had no idea about that. No, so 4X was... I think actually 4X was one of the things I didn't come out with. Uh, I obviously knew that beer was a big part of their culture, but 4X is like such a mm. such a thing. And they got these great other drinks. Um, the one that I drank a lot of when I was out there was called uh, Bundy. And it's I think it's called a Bundenberg and uh, Bundenberg rum and Coke. And it is the most disgusting drink <laughs> ever. It's just it's just sugar, Coke, booze. Wow. And and that's the drink that you have just before a fight, basically. Um, <laughs> and God. Yeah, I could understand why. It's like it was like sort of Red Bull, cocaine, smack. It was everything in there. You were just kind of all more, more. So yeah, but that was Jesse O'Brien came up with the uh, with the four X thing. It wasn't me. I will admit, I'll give that one to him. Well, apparently we got the watered down version over here in the UK. So we didn't right, even get the real thing. We didn't even get the real no, thing. Exactly. <laughs> I knew I knew I was in for a good time with this film right from the beginning. I mean, when it begins with. 
a cock and balls graffiti gag on the front of the butchers. I'm in, I'm in already, Jordan. You know what you're in for. You know what you're in for. I can't resist a cock and ball. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. If you could see some of the finer graffiti in this in my bedroom, you'd see there are, there are small cock and balls everywhere. It's just funny. It's just funny. <laughs> and the kid, the kids outside the shop. Again, so many things I was relating to. I think no matter when you were born or where you grew up, if there's anywhere where there's shops, there's always kids on bikes outside shops causing trouble. Yeah. So, you can immediately relate to your character being so pissed off and frustrated with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you're right. There is a sort of timelessness to it. I think the whole, what I like about it, what Jesse really um, did with the visuals, he kind of made everything feel like, I don't know, like kind of 1980s Thatcher, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the UK. And then in, the, in Australia, I've always noticed that all of kind of Australian stuff, everyone looks like it's a sort of everyone looks like they're trapped in the 70s or the 60s um, and, and i like i like that do you know what i mean well obviously i know that there are more salubrious parts of it but there's a there's there's an element to that and and uh and and i love that i love that kind of kitsch feel um and i love kitsch feels to films and i think i think jesse really got on board with that and went mad with the with the set dressing i'm so pleased that you noticed the neighbor's board uh, oh yeah i was howling so, with it. i actually rewound it because i was laughing so much and tina yeah. my, my missus we were watching it together and she's going yeah. are you laughing i said did you not see that in the back and she went no so we'll rewound it with luck <laughs> well joe the set designer i mean if you do go back you'll see there are there's a tremendous amount of detail all the way through i mean there are things that there are, there are things that i would never have thought of but that, yeah that neighbor's one he'll be very pleased that you yeah. noticed oh, that. i, I really. love stuff like that i love stuff like that and it's yeah. interesting you saying about uh with Australia, a lot of the places seeming as though it's still in the 60s and 70s. Whenever yeah. I see a bar, an Australian bar, it's inevitably run down and, and grimy, which is the same as the bar in this as well. Do you know that that bar, we did nothing to it? No. That was the weirdest thing. We did nothing to it. So it's this the, the place we were filming, it was a place called Krakow, weirdly, because he's <laughs> Polish, in the middle of in the middle of Queensland. Um really in the arse end of nowhere and every now and again you'd get these big cattle trucks that would come through because it was it was a basically this cr- a kind of cattle crossing place and this pub was just on the corner and it was just like something from the past and 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 everything that was hanging from the ceilings all of these kind of bones and bikes and uh you know and kind of neon lights and all of that they was all ready made and it was incredible because it was the one location we went into and we went no that's that's it that's fine i mean this looks like exactly what we're going for which is a really effing weird you know backward little rundown town and i we all drank that afterwards as well <laughs> and we got i mean it was cheap and we had some real drinks we yeah. really really drank how, how did you get on with the locals when you went there? What was it like with all the, the local Australian people? Um, well, I think uh, I think that was the first time that um, their, their town had been taken over in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, it was It's actually an old gold mine, the town. Oh, okay. I know it's, it's, it's an active gold mine, in fact. So we were staying in the gold mining camp, which was just sort of around the corner from it. And that's very lux. They have this 24-hour buffet that you could get a steak cooked at any time of the day because there's obviously a lot of money in gold. Yeah. Uh, so all the guys would, um, yeah, they would just turn up at 3 a.m. and then someone would cook you a steak. So that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kind of, the, 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 the real locals, and there were probably only about seven or eight of them, I think, um, I think they were 
I think they got a little bit annoyed that, you know, sometimes we'd ask them not to walk across set. Some of them would just <laughs> do it anyway. I think, uh, again, I think a lot of us, I think a, a lot of people were called cunts. Um, and I think rightly so. I think hats off to them because we were. And it's a weird, I, it's a weird thing with, when you're filming something. Um, I've often walk, accidentally walked onto a film set and someone will come up in a high-vis jacket and they'll say, oh, sorry, do you mind just standing there? And me being very British, I'll be like, oh, yeah, 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 of course, of course, yeah, 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 no. But actually, why not? No, why do I don't have to stand here? You're just filming some stupid, you know, morse. I'm going to walk across. <laughs> so that's how the Australians, they really just walked across that, which was hilarious. We just have to wait for this, you know, for an old, for an old lady or man to sort of walk right it's, it's, it was it was a real it was a real experience it was a real experience I, I would say I think so and it's it's such a fun film to watch and it's got such rewatchability as as well what was what was what comes to mind as like a really fun day on set um a really fun day on set was so that I, I don't know I, a lot of people might not be very familiar with uh, some of the Australian talent but there is this one actor, he's called Gary Sweet, and he's he's so famous in Australia. He's the bald guy. He plays hands with that oh, stupid okay. German accent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's he's a he's a massive deal. Like we went to a boxing match with him, and everyone knew who Gary Sweet was. And <laughs> he got up and he kind of did some boxing, and the crowd went wild. He was, it was you know a real Russell Crowe kind of figure. So it was it was. Uh, he's also incredibly naughty. He's got this amazing sense of humour, and I just remember one the scene where he's telling us um, he's telling us what's happened to our mother, and he's trying to get us to leave uh, in a, in in his living room, and we've got this plate of sausages. And I just I just have I've never done so many takes for scene because he was just making <laughs> me laugh with everything. his accent. is so stupid. I mean, he is such a cunt, but in such a lovable way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was probably the funnest day I've had on set. But also, you know, um, the naked Eric having sex with a corpse uh, was, I mean, I felt awful that I'd written something so awful, but um, but it was very, it was very, very funny. <laughs> Everyone had a lot of fun doing it. I mean, the nice thing about you enjoying it so much is that I have to say it was a real kind of family affair by the end. And we all had such fun making it. And I, and I hope, I think a lot of people have said that that kind of shows. Mm. Um, and that's all down to Jesse because he led, he was the father of this sort of big family and made sure that everyone was having fun and everyone was sort of treated well. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that in him. He's, he's, he's a great guy. Oh, yeah. It all comes across on screen, definitely. And how long did it take for the filming process of it? Then the filming process was so we had we had about two months in Australia and then we had two weeks in England. So okay. England was England was quick. Yeah. Um, I think we actually probably only had a week actually in the end in England. So, um, yeah, so it was, it was a relatively quick filming process. Um, you know, we had a lot to get through, but we managed to, we managed to do it. Uh, I, I've never been on set before we started to schedule and this film did, which was extraordinary. How long did it take to write as well? So it took me, I mean, it, I mean, it took, if you imagine that I wrote, I, I started writing the day of the Brexit, uh, result, um, and then to get it made, you know, it was, it, that was, it was yeah, a good two years afterwards. Uh, and in that period, there would have been lots of rewrites. I think the first draft of the script I read, I wrote, uh, I probably wrote a little too quickly. I think I wrote probably in about a month. Mm -hmm. um, but then the, the rewrites where the actual scripts made, I mean, that took, that took, a, you know, a good year. Yeah. I think a film script, you can always be changing it. 
yeah. you know, at any time. And when we really, and we developed it, you know, a, a lot. We could have, we probably should have developed it more, but, you know, things started rolling and it was in a good yeah. state. We got it made. Was there anything that you'd already written that didn't make it to the screen that you'd have liked to have made to the screen? Oh, my God. So many things, Dave. <laughs> so, many things, so, so many things. I'm always writing and it's never getting made. Oh, I wrote this. Oh, yeah, I've written loads of things. I've written, but the one day, the first thing I ever wrote, which is actually partly why I got this job, I had a, I had a, I had a reading about these, um, these two psychopathic uh, lesbians who, um, who, 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 who kill uh, foreigners uh, in Thailand. Um, and that was read by uh, Rebecca Front uh, in a theatre, and I've always wanted to get that made into mm. something. So that was the thing I was trying to get done uh, for a long time. But anyway, producers saw that, and I got sort of two film gigs out of it. So I was very nice. grateful. But no, I'm always—you never get. I mean, as a you know, you always you just have to keep trying and trying and trying because you because you know I think only about twenty percent of stuff that you write will ever get made, and and that's probably for for the best in a way. What, what do you find more satisfying? Is it the writing or is it is it the acting side of it? What gives you the most pleasure? I think that the I think the writing probably gives me um, probably gives me longer term pleasure mm. in a way, um, though it's still terrifying when your stuff goes out because you're totally powerless mm-hmm. uh, in a way. Uh, the writing is a bit more. I mean, the writing's been uh, sorry. The acting has been very difficult over COVID. Yeah, because of course. Yeah. Made, you know. So actually, recently, writing's given me a lot more pleasure. I've been very grateful for it because I find it kind of therapy. So I've just been writing through COVID and kind of trying to ignore the horror, you know, that's going around me as, as much as I can. Um, but it's a tough time for for actors and all creatives as well. But it, it, yeah, it's. I don't know how you found it, but uh, yeah, it's been, it's been it's been crazy, and it? it's yeah, yeah how yeah. how we're going to get out of it at the end? It's it's everything. Everything's still we're juggling everything. Nobody knows really. Mm-hmm. Do we? I know it's mad, isn't it? It's yeah. mad, but I, I mean, I do. I hope by next year we can get back to some sort of normality, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. Know, unfortunately, not. Which you know, it slowed up the film business, like all all the other creative outlets, like like you said. And but when you've got something like this that already from the people that i know it, it's so popular and everybody's really enjoying it we're, that's we're, great we're, we're in an age now where people go sequel sequel so <laughs> is, is it even something that's crossed your mind because you've got the characters well, it's there it's certainly something that crossed the producer's mind because they 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 had me write in this sort of this kind of coda scene at the end with the family uh, together so there's always a possibility, but it just depends totally on whether the fans like it enough. So, you know, I'm, I'm very heartened if uh, if that positive feedback translates into cash, because it's all about cash at the end of the it day. It is, That's yeah. The, well, it's like I say, yeah. it, it, at the intro to the show, I you know, I say it gets out on DVD. It's out on digital on September the, the 7th. And yes, it, it is a double-edged sword. I've had this conversation with a few people with the age that we live in. It's so easy for people just go click and they've got it for free, you know, I, and I'm all about the physical product. I collect music, I collect films. I, I'm still, I'm, I'm a lot older, so I'm not the target audience for a, for a lot of them. But on the flip side, as a creative person like yourself, it's made it easier for you to get your product out there and in front of more people as well. Which I'm really grateful for. At the end of the day, all you want to do when you make a film is you just want people to see it. I think the only sad thing is in a way is that, this obviously would have had a cinema release had it yeah, not been for COVID. Yeah. And I reckon that this is one of those films in a cinema would be a great, you can imagine you have a couple of beers, 
you you go in, you're with a big crowd of people. I think I think it would be really good fun. And I think I think in that you know that experience, you know, it was something I've grown up with. So maybe actually people who are even a younger generation than me, if that's possible, you know, <laughs> uh, I think maybe they maybe they'll never have that in the same way. So I'm with you. I, I like that. I like the tangible. I like kind of going somewhere and and having that and having that big 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 experience but alas i'm glad you're right i'm glad i mean it's always a good thing we can't you can't fight against change if that's the way that the industry is going yeah we got we should go with it we shouldn't yeah. moan and i completely agree that this is the type of film where it, it would play perfectly to an audience they'd be cheering and the ooze and the ahs and again tom who i mentioned at the beginning he said you know it's one of his top films of fright fest he watched it with a few a few friends and uh, he said one of the biggest laughs that he, and he, these were his exact words. He wishes he was in the cinema when this happened. Uh, and all I'm going to say, because I don't want to spoil it, is we should have bought a Kenwood. And they were just <laughs> cracked up with it. And it was one of those moments where you thought, oh, I wish I was in, in Fright Fest <laughs> surrounded by hundreds of people. <laughs> yeah, you know, Tom, actually, you got good taste. I forgot about that line. That's quite funny. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Tom. I like Tom. <laughs> Tom's great. And you. He Tom. But Tom, Tom, Tom's better. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jordan, I could talk to you all afternoon, Jordan, and hopefully uh, you'll come back on the show another time. We can talk about more projects that you're doing. Um, I'd love that. Yeah, we'll do that because I know it's no doubt there's a lot of press. We're getting close to the release. We've had Fright Fest. It's like I say, digital and DVD. I do implore everybody listening to this and watching the video show to, to buy it from September the 7th. Uh, all in for a great time. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to your next project, Jordan. I really am. Thanks. It's been so nice talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Thanks, Jordan. All right. Cheers. Thank you. And the alarm bell, as always, brings to an end another interview show. I really do hope you enjoyed that. Why would you not enjoy that? I had a whale of a time chatting with Jordan, and I really do hope I can get him back on the show uh, and have another great laugh with him. There are plenty more interview shows incoming over the next few weeks. Uh, Grimfest, as you may well know, it's my fifth year covering it, and of course it's not happening in the flesh, as it were. It's gone digital, and due to that I've got plenty of interview shows with cast and crew from many of the films that are going to be shown at Grimfest so watch out for a special week-long series of Grimfest shows. Yes, week-long, one show a day for a week. And those, I think 95% of them, will also be on the YouTube channel too. So, thank you for listening. Get ready for lots more shows. Get used to this new release schedule as we try it out for a Monday and a Thursday. Prepare yourselves for these odd surprise Saturday shows. And as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye.